You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast BXN episode 128. I am one of your hosts, Roshan, aka Roro, on Twitter, and I am joined by Dan the Halo Man, Kentucky's number one Spartan, Daniel Prindle. And I'm also joined by Christian Macias, host of Large Popcorn, the one who wears the Elden Ring. Christian. Oh. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Great. I'm doing well. Good, I have good. two apologies to make that I talked about Ooh. in the pre-show. But I'll, let you, I'll let you get through the rest of the intro first. I also just wanted to say that this is going to be my intro for Gage. One half of the Men and Gitch podcast, the man who got us our first sponsorship on the podcast with Man Meat, but by doing so, also guaranteeing we will never get sponsored again, Gage mm. Dempster. I'm, I'm sad he wasn't here to say it, but I, I had to still say it. But anyways, we are live each and every week, well, each and every Wednesday, not a weekday, each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitch and Twitter and YouTube. Just search up Podcast PXN and you will find us. Uh, the topic of the show is a state... The state of Nintendo. We're going to catch up with Nintendo, what they've been doing in the past couple of months, and where we hope to see them in the future this year. Um, before the PXN News of the Week, before the Quick Bites, before my little story, Christian, you had something to say? Yes. First of all, um, Dan, it's come to my attention that, uh, by way of conversation, I do dunk on you a lot, don't I? Right? <laughs> of course, yeah. So, I'm a, I'm a big fan of equity. So, what that means is, first of all, I'm going to apologize for all the dunks. Second, because I'm a big fan of equity, it just means that I will start to dunk on Gage just as much. Nice. Ro, yes. you will not be dunked on. Okay. It just means I'll just dunk on Gage as well. But I'll apologize to you, Dan, when I do it more. Okay. Thank oh, you, I, I guess. <laughs> and, and the second apology will have to wait until um, what you got for me. I'll wait for that segment. Ooh, exciting. So before we get into the quick bites, guys, I just wanted to do a quick little story that I have here and it kind of well I'll, I'll get into it first so as you all know life is strange something I love I love life is strange true colors life is strange my, one of my favorite life is strange games hands down and before the game released I was very much into there's a twitter account on twitter called the life is strange timer and they just counted down the days to the release of life is strange 2 and as of last week the last of strange timer posted this message here. I've been thinking about whether I should post this here or not, since it's not really a topic of my account. But in the end, I believe awareness must be spread. I'm Ukrainian. I was born in Kiev, Ukraine. I have been living on this land, my home, for 27 years now. And the government of my country will uh, we live next to, or the government of the country we live next to, Russia, is trying their best to tear my country apart. I never wanted war. I always long for peace above our heads, and most of us share the same sentiment. The world should be not should not be silent about the aggression from our neighbors, because inaction might as well bring more suffering. And this is not the way things should be. I wish you all well, and I hope you all wish uh, this for us. So of course we do. I just thought it was just so crazy to see this page that I've been following for so long, just to completely shift. Uh, to honestly the reality of the world uh, that we're living in now. And, and ever since this post, they've been sharing updates that they're still okay and the horrors that are going on in this country. And it's just been such a wake-up call for me and perspective for me because I've been following this account for, I guess, the past year, just like, oh, thanks for the nice little Life is Strange updates. And then just this sudden shift to reality, what's going on for yeah. this, this guy here. It's super sad. 
but I just wanted to bring attention to that. And obviously, we've all been living it uh, right now, more, some more than others, obviously, as I just read. But it's just crazy what's going on right now. And I think we should bring attention to what's going on in Ukraine, even if it's just a small little shout out to the yeah. people that are going through it now. And there are ways the, to help, of course. But yeah. Some yeah. of the, a lot of the content creators, not a lot, but like a few that I follow on Twitter. Some of them are like streamers. Some of them are like cosplayers, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Some of them um, are Russian. And like, it's cool yeah. to see them speak up with, with their platform being like very much like, no, why are we doing this? We don't want war either. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's bad. And there's like Ukrainian game devs that are uh, like stopping mm. work to like obviously flee the country, like for their their family to flee the country while they stay behind and fight. Like it's it's insane. Like insanely, I, I can't even imagine like fighting at your doorstep uh, for someone who's trying to invade your country is just unreal to me. Um, but. Also, uh, I got an email from Restream this week, which Restream uh, is the provider that we use to send our our uh, live stream out to YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter all at the same time. And I didn't even know this, that they're actually a Ukrainian, uh, originally a Ukrainian company. The founders were Ukrainian, and they've since moved uh, elsewhere, I think, you know, Poland or something like that. Um, but it is very telling like things that you don't even realize like uh, all these uh, embrace embracer group i think they were uh, uh, submitting a pledge for like a million dollar uh, pledge to help support ukraine like there's so many awesome things right right now um towards that yeah yeah all right let's move in to some video games the first story is still kind of dealing with ukraine but we'll get into some fun news later on but this stuff is still very important so Ukraine calls on Xbox, PlayStation, and all game development companies to block Russia support. I'm reading from IGN. Joe Scribbles writes, Ukraine's deputy prime minister, I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to try my best, Mykhailo, Mykhailo, or it might be Mykhail, I don't know. Fedorov has called on, quote, all game development companies and e-sport platforms to temporarily stop support for Russia and Belarus and uh, directed an open letter to Xbox and PlayStation in particular. His open letter reads uh, like this. To all game development companies and eSport platforms, the Russian Federation has carried out a deceptive, uh, yeah, deceptive and outrageous military attack on my country. Just imagine, in 2022, cruise missiles attack residential neighborhoods, kindergartens, and hospitals in the heart of Europe. The armed forces and citizens are defending Ukraine till the end, the whole world is re uh, repelling the aggressor through the in imposition of sanctions. The enemy must suffer significant losses, geez. Uh, but we need your support. In 2022, modern technology is perhaps the best answer to the tanks, multiple rocket launchers, HRAD, and missiles. Um, they go on to say, I am sure that you will uh, not only hear uh, but also do everything to protect Ukraine, Europe, and finally the entire democratic world from bloody authoritarian aggression. Um, there's a little bit more, but that's kind of the gist of it there. But he did call on PlayStation to like kind of stop the esports stuff that's going on over there and Xbox to do the same. And one of the first that I've seen recently is EA Sports, of all people, um, EA, I guess, as, of, of all companies, to actually pull their EA uh, FIFA and UEFA esports teams yep. in Russia uh, out of out, out from there. So that's a one good <laughs> first step. I think there's a lot of um, game companies that have followed suit and shown their solidarity 
and shown ways that they could donate and stuff like that. But EA has been kind of one of the first that I've seen actually do something with their company and their teams. So I thought that was a, a good first step. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we're going to see a lot more happen. A lot I've seen a lot happen in the in- entertainment industry on like in movies and TV a lot more than games right now. But I'm sure games is not too far behind. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that this is uh, happening, I guess. Uh, I'm of like two minds and, and, and it partly is because of my ignorance, but like, I guess it would come down to like, what is actually con- consisting of like, what would the plan would be in terms of like blocking Russian accounts? Because mm-hmm. the, like the big thing for me that I saw today was, um, obviously with, with sanctions going on, like, um, Russian people can't use either Google pay or Apple pay. And, like, what that mostly has done is just, like, hurt the everyday civilians who are just, like, trying to, like, get around right. in Russia. Um, and, like, mm-hmm. just, like, line, like super long lines and, like, subways and stuff. And, like, it kind of, like, devastated the economy, which, of, of course, is kind of, like, the point of, of the sanctions. Like, they're trying to really hurt Russia. But, like, what that kind of points to is just, uh, like, the grip a few people have on, on like, so many just normal everyday people. Um, one of the things that I, that I have liked... Um, this is an example is like uh uefa for the actual uh, champions league instead of um blocking russian uh footballers from actually playing in in the world the, the world cup the champions league they just moved the final that was going to be uh, like um, in in russia and they moved it to a different country that way like it's not necessarily hurting the uh, like the everyday people but just like the bigger picture mm-hmm. um I don't I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's I'm just like very curious to see because because it is great. I do want to see more support like, for Ukraine, um, and I love to see like uh, actions taking place that people have started to do this. But I, I'm just like very curious to like um, see how that that's implemented. And shout out to the the Russian citizens that are going out on the streets protesting the war as well, because like the, yes. the images that's of great. that is insane. Like I can't even imagine doing that in like a country such as Russia or you know North Korea or places like that with authoritarian you know, regimes. Like that's insane to me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, and as Christian said, he brought up a good point of the like the everyday people of Russia probably aren't too as dan just said probably aren't too supportive of what's uh, what's going on on the higher level with putin and all that kind of stuff so it does kind of suck that they have to suffer the the losses that the entire world is uh kind of pulling from them just to hurt putin and kind of dissuade him from continuing this stuff but at the same time we want to dissuade him from doing this stuff so yeah yeah it's a definitely a tough situation but i think it is for the better unfortunately it does impact the everyday yes. citizens, though. I, I totally agree. Um, but moving on to the next story, Knockout City is leaving electronic arts behind and going free to play. Uh, Valiant Studios' Dodgeball, Dodge Brawler, Knockout City, is an excellent and original multiplayer experience. PCs, gamer, uh, gamers own Morgan Park, awarded a 90%. Um, but Knockout City always had a free trial element to it, whereby players could go up... And, uh, go up to rank 25 without buying the game. Uh, but this is new. And unfortunately, oh, sorry, I think I missed, <laughs> I think I missed something there because that sounds like it's a, a continuation of a sentence. Um, let me see if I could find a good paragraph here. But essentially now Villain Studio, there we go. Now Villain Studios will be self-publishing the game uh, with the changeover happening at an unspecified time later this year. We couldn't have introduced Knockout City 
to the world without the incredible support of EA Originals, the de developer writes. But now as we switch to free to play, the natural next step is for us to take over publishing responsibilities and work from work even cl more closely with our community. So I think this is a really great step. I think if this is how they originally released the game, I may have stuck with it a bit longer, but obviously they needed EA support to even make the game probably. Yeah. Um, but what do you guys think about uh, Knockout City going free to play? Uh, Dan, what do you think? Yeah, uh, obviously it's going to benefit them, obviously moving away from EA because uh, obviously you don't have to deal with the the men in the suits. You know, the, what are what is their bottom line? What are their motivations compared to you as an independent developer? So um, hopefully that that gives like their team uh, like some invigoration to like make some you know cool content that otherwise may have been blocked by like you know <laughs> loot boxes or yeah. something like that. So. And that's the question, right? Like, what did what did like plans for continuous support look like as they tried to like a? Do they have to get it approved by the publisher, which is EA? I, I would maybe gather so. So this like freedom going independent could be like probably super cool um, for the future of Knockout City, and it might even get more people to jump back in who have maybe lapsed and not played it in quite some time. Definitely. Uh, and I forgot, this is Quick Bites. I shouldn't be asking you guys if you want anything to say about it. If you want something to say about it, then you can go ahead and chime in. So I'm going to keep going through these stories here. And the next Quick Bite here is uh, Valve has no plans for its own take on Xbox Game Pass, but it would it would help Microsoft put it on Steam. Speaking to PC gamer, Newell discussed that, that despite him under, him understanding the popularity of such services like Xbox Game Pass, uh, he just doesn't see the, uh, Valve committing resources to a similar version anytime soon. He says, I don't think it's something that we uh, that we think we need to do ourselves, building a subscription service at this time, Newell said. But for customers, it's clearly a popular option, and we'd be more than happy to work with them to get it on Steam. Same. <laughs> yeah. This is a, that would be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. Be I don't doubt that the Xbox team wants to have Game Pass be like as everywhere as they can possibly put it. So that's pretty cool if they're able to make this happen. Definitely. Could you imagine? Oh my god! <laughs> the Steam Deck is already insane. If it has if it has Game Pass, it's it's even crazier. Yeah, holy! Just can't play Destiny Two. Sorry, bro. Yes, but yes, you can emulate bro. GameCube games. Dolphin emulator. Yep, that's true. Uh, we've gotten some more details on the new uh, Twisted Metal series that's coming to Peacock. Apparently, it's going to be a comedy starring Anthony Mackie. The synopsis is something like this. Twisted Metal, a half-hour live-action TV series based on the classic PlayStation game series, is a high-octane action comedy based on the original take by Rhett Reese um, and Paul Wernick, Deadpool and Zombieland uh, fame, about a motormouth outsider offered a chance at a better life but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland um yeah i mean that's cool that's he's coming to peacock it's going to be a comedy anthony mackie's going to be starring i'm not too familiar with twisted metal um but yeah <laughs> there was never really a story you just like get okay shoot other cars so so they kind of they kind know. of made some made some stuff up, I guess. Yeah, Just stick with season two of iCarly. We don't we don't. Need <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got they got a uh, they got what's his name coming back. Um, uh, Josh, Josh Peck. Josh Peck. Yeah, <laughs> so they already got some crazy stuff going on in the iCarly universe. Just stick with that. I agree. 
Um, there we go. We got the next story here. Housemark is working on a new IP. I'm reading from Nebelian. Uh, he says it's in the early days. Uh, it's early days with us starting a new game, a new IP, concepting it art, concepting it out. We'll see what comes with that. So obviously, very very early on in this new IP, but still exciting stuff, especially off of the heels of games like Returnal. I'm glad to oh, see yeah. Housemark. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see how this work is back. Sorry? Some, game of the year 2021. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would be you, some people. Yes. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people upset that it didn't get uh, the recognition it deserved last year. So maybe this this will be the time. So, Christian, do you think that this would be like a spiritual successor to, to Returnal? or yeah. No. No, spiritual successor. Sequels for, for uh, Housemark is the gameplay. Like... At its core, I just mentioned this on a tweet um, earlier in the day. Yeah, the core of Housemark is has always been gameplay, and the way uh, they kind of use that core mechanic in all their games, like that, that is the true sequel progression. Is seeing how that gameplay kind of evolves over time, and uh, their freedom to kind of do that with like different stories is what excites me most about Housemark and Housemark IP. So yeah, especially after this AAA and like their very first AAA being an absolute banger. Yeah, I'm super excited to see what they come up with next. I'm really glad that they didn't do what they said they were going to do, which was abandon arcade and do multiplayer. I remember when they that was a big deal, and they decided to go back mm. to their roots. So, so that's good that they, yeah. they stuck with it, and it seems like they're going to continue doing that. And obviously, Returnal was critically successful. So yeah, good for them. Uh, Ro, <laughs> you have uh, Brenty in the chat saying, oh. good evening, fellas. Hope all is well. And he also says, Roro, a.k.a. Mr. Big Big. Yes, yes, that's what he called me. Well, I guess he still calls me that, but that's what he called me when I was a as a kid. Your big, big. I like that. That's nice. cute. And it, it's because of EA Big. Oh, so, oh. Everything goes back to uh, to video games. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. It's from uh, yeah, we from played. Uh, what was it? It was like uh, one of the EA Street NBA Street games, and what my character was Mr. Big, um, the basketball character that I picked. But anyways. Enough uh, Roshan lore. No, no, hold on, <laughs> hold on. First of all, the Roshan lore rocks, and it reminds me of, of like my own upbringing because for me, like even I had a, like Nintendo systems as well as PlayStation systems, but for my parents, everything was Nintendo. Yes. Uh, so like this this symbol means Nintendo. Yes. Yeah. So, adding to that oh, conversation, man. I guess. Moving into our next story, Nintendo, Nintendo related uh, missions and rewards have been added to Nintendo Switch Online. Not quite achievements, but it's a start. Nintendo has released a missions and rewards update for the Nintendo Switch that allows players to earn platinum points by playing games and more similar to Xbox's, Xbox Game Pass's quest system, which I actually haven't tried out. Maybe uh, Dan could give us a little bit more insight on that. Uh, but the initiative is only available to users with the Switch Online memberships that provides tasks such as play software that supports online play, backup save data, play the NES, and more. Um, so I checked this out when it released the other day, and... Um, right now, the rewards that are available are um, profile pictures uh, that aren't available to, for people who don't have a Nintendo Switch online, which I assume isn't very many people who have a Nintendo Switch right now. But anyways, I think it's really cool because I got to use uh, Cherry, my favorite Animal Crossing villager, is now my profile picture. So that's huge. Just absolutely groundbreaking stuff. <laughs> um, but I'm, I am happy about this because I think it does open the door to potentially some Switch... Um, themes in the future maybe hopefully but nintendo platinum points are yeah. just nintendo's um yeah 
Nintendo's, um, my Nintendo thing from in the past. I don't remember what it's called now. But uh, if you go on their website, my Nintendo account, you can use these platinum points to get like little goodies sent to your house. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really cool. I hope they continue to expand upon it. It's nothing crazy, but nice little incentive there. Or for me, during tots. Okay, I'm excited. I, I do really like this, though. Like you were saying, Ro, Xbox Game Pass Quest, it's very similar. Uh, you get Microsoft Rewards points for doing like certain things, like play a Game Pass game every day. Literally every day you can get points for that. And like we were talking about a few weeks ago when Christian asked, uh, you can use those points to like donate to charity as well. Like You don't oh, yeah. have to, oh, nice. you know, you can use them for a bunch of different things. It's really cool. So... If you don't mind, uh, what are the different things that you could use those points for? So, like besides charity, yes, so which, is, can, which is awesome, which is could be the only reason, honestly. That's great, right? Wow, bro, yes. anti-charity, <laughs> bro. You can, <laughs> yes, you can, you can spend it on charity. You can spend it on like uh, real-world items, but obviously those are like really expensive in terms of points. Uh, right. But you can get gift cards. So, like what Ooh. I've done many times is get Xbox gift cards from the points. Uh, it just converts, oh. you know, your points into gift card point dollars. Uh, sorry yeah i of course like that makes so much sense an xbox gift card makes so much sense i don't know when i think gift card the first thing i thought of was applebee's i was like oh sweet (laughs) i can play games and and earn some dollaritas not the case i don't know great but yeah that's obviously already better than what nintendo's going on here but hopefully the service kind of improves over time hopefully quicker rather than or sooner rather than later uh, but moving on to our next little quick bite. Elden Ring publisher raises all employee salaries in Japan. Elden Ring publisher Bandai Namco has in- informed that its Japanese staff will uh, Japanese staff that they will receive a pay increase from this April. The average monthly salary will be increased to 50,000 yen. Announced to the staff on February 28th, the publisher said in a press release translated by IGN Japan, quote, Bandai Namco Entertainment Inc. will receive the ratio of basic salary to annual income from annual April 2022 with the aim of improving working conditions by stabilizing employee income. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I love the um, idea behind this. The actual like amount is like a little sus. Mm-hmm. Um, translating it over to uh, American, obviously, like different currencies. That's different, like five thousand, right? For us? Yeah. Salary? So if you yeah. you know if it's an annual salary, it equates to about four hundred dollars a month, which is not that big of uh, of a pay increase, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Which that kind of sucks. I, I think this would have gone a lot like a longer if uh, this would have been better to for me. Like if this was kind of like a bonus, and then they you know, promised to, to do, like, increased salaries, like, pretty soon, and they had, had, like, a more substantial pay raise. However, this is a good start. Definitely. And, and with the success of Elden Ring, it's good to see that the people who worked on it, or at least in Japan, I think it, it was published yes. in, or developed in Japan anyway, but yeah. I'm glad that they're being uh, rewarded for their hard work, at least a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> because think about, think about this, game development, game development in the West, when a game ships out, and obviously when games get like huge critical reception, the game's out, and like after that, what, what do uh, companies do? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they start cutting staff because they no longer need them for helping yeah. finish, push out this, this project they just worked on. But here, it's like, oh, okay, you guys did all this hard work, Let's improve conditions and get pay you guys more. Yeah. That is that is fundamentally awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Hopefully Bandai 
US and UK could follow suit. That would be great. Um, but until then, Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7 are coming to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S with visual enhancements later this year. Those who currently own the games on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One will be eligible for a digital upgrade at no additional cost. Heck yeah. Hopefully RE yeah, well, remake is around the corner. But in the meantime, remake, yeah, keep, uh, keep dreaming. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. However, RE2 remake on PS5 with the updated visuals. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah yes. beautiful indeed. Ava, uh, Ada Wong in, in 4K. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to our next story. It's official. More heart, heartfelt hijinks and high hilarity awaits in season two of the Cuphead show debuting this summer 2022 either i know that was that what kind of freaks me out there a little bit like that was a quick turnaround there that it's coming in a couple of months i'm just assuming that maybe they had these episodes already ready to go or they cut a little bit from season one but that was quick (laughs) that was really quick i have a suspicion on on, you know on that a little bit because when i first saw this uh, show announced i didn't realize how long the episodes are They're, the episodes are actually only like 15 minutes long uh yeah because i've watched a couple of them with my nephew uh and he gets he loves them uh so yeah that's awesome that they're uh doing another season really cool you should make him play the game <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> no he's only he's barely almost three years old christian i don't think he can uh, handle well, the motor skills. they gotta learn sometime yeah gotta learn gotta start them young <laughs> yeah. yeah and our final quick bite here is gran turismo 7 oh. really reviews <laughs> scores have come in and a woo doggy are they good yeah. uh gaming bolt yeah. gave it a 10 Eurogamer recommends it ign a nine the lowest score that it got is a. Uh, is an eight and that's that's really good that's really really good gran turismo not my cup of tea but i'll be crazy to say that it doesn't look beautiful um but yeah it looked great for them and as, as i wrote here in the docs 2022 games need to chill has there been a bad one yet i feel like they're all reviewing so well and dan has all of them on his on his uh pxn league or yeah the fantasy credit but man Thank God I picked Elden Ring in our fantasy critic because that tied me with Dan. (laughs) With less games, I tied Dan. So that's true. I need need to catch up though. This will pull me forward. Put you over. Yes, it'll race me forward. (laughs) 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 Shout out to the Digital Foundry review. Uh, Absolutely mesmerizing video. Watching uh, GTB unpacked. Um, Incredible. Transfers on rocks. I'm a casual sim racer guy, but very unsurprisingly, yeah, this did well. So, Heck yeah. are you going to check it out Maybe then, eventually? It. Eventually, I, I got yeah. other stuff to do. Eldering, yeah, <laughs> I understand. Wait, hey, spoilers, man. For, oh, for, oh, sorry. What sorry, you got sorry. for me? <laughs> I mean, who knows? I don't know what. Who I'm knows? Maybe not. Uh, Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Chugga, 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 choo choo. What's that? I hear. I think the train is pulling into Acquisition Station. Oh. What's going on? This is a new segment. And the train's pulling in. Who's on board this acquisition station train? We've got three passengers. And the first is Netflix. So this is a little segment here that I'm introducing really quick. After off the heels of Xbox buying Activision and Bethesda and PlayStation buying Bungie. There's a lot of Activision or acquisitions happening in the game industry right now. These are really quick ones that I'm letting you guys know that have happened in the past week. Because I'm sure there's gonna be more. <laughs> this might be the fir- the only time that we 
uh, welcome the acquisition train to the station, but I thought it'd be a little fun thing to go through the different acquisitions that happened this week, so close to each other. But the first is Netflix has acquired a gaming studio and it is Next Games. And reading from GameSpot, Netflix has acquired another gaming studio, this time snapping up Helsinki-based Next Games. It's not too surprising because Stranger Things Puzzle Games was developed by Next Games and just makes sense. Next Games co-founder, CEO Timu Hutepen, I'm not sure how to say his last name, says the following. Our close collaboration with Netflix and Stranger Things Puzzle Tales has already proven that together we can create a strong partnership, this unique opportunity to level up the studio on all fronts and continue our mission together, end quote. And this is me. So, uh, somehow being even less exciting than the Netflix acquisition is Nintendo, who acquired SRD Co. Limited, who has already been essentially working exclusively with Nintendo for close to 40 years. They worked alongside Nintendo to help develop Mario Kart Tour, four Animal Crossing games, including New Horizons, and Kirby Tilt and Tumble. Their partnership goes as far back as the original Donkey Kong in the 80s, so it's not really an Xbox buys Activision level purchase. And even less exciting those, than those previous is Xbox or Epic Games buys Bandcamp. I don't know what to say about this. That's the That's, weirdest one. Yeah. But I know, <laughs> I know they also just bought Harmonix like a mm-hmm. few months ago. Right. So they're, they're maybe onto something there. But maybe like, it's a theme. Yeah. 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 Maybe some well, original music uh, coming to Fortnite that they're prepping all the. Or that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Why did I immediately go to Rock Band? Like, <laughs> duh. Yeah. <laughs> Fortnite would make sense. Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, I think I hear or I don't hear the train anymore. I think it's leaving the station. Maybe we'll see it again someday. See a train. But let's move. See a train. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Moving in to the other segment before we reach into uh the news, uh started by Gage. I don't even Why want to say the name. <laughs> I don't Why know. Is it I don't I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's called Street like Meat. <laughs> Begrudgingly, I will say the name. Street meat. Here we are in street meat. Um, actually, this uh, the first one I'm not going to talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk about it in the topic of the show. So the only one in street meat is uh, or is the Sly Cooper one, and Infamous uh, may appear at the P the PlayStation event that is also rumored to be in March. So oh. double whammy here. <laughs> um, Sly Cooper and Infamous might appear at the rumored PlayStation event. Are you uh, Christian? Obviously, you are excited for one of those two things, maybe both. <laughs> Listen, I, I enjoy Sly Cooper just fine. I'm not hammering for a new Sly the same way I'm not hammering for a new Jack. Like, I think those kind of games have, like, they're, they're great games. They're just not the kind of experience I seek for. Like, I did I enjoy Ratchet and Clank on PS5? Yeah, it was a great game, but it, it's, like, just, I don't love them as much as I do, like, other kinds of games. You know what I mean? What? I I what, don't... Dan? I love <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. What the heck? Yeah, it's great, but, like, come on, it's no Returnal. It's no Spider-Man. That's true. That's um, all, it's no Elden Ring, I'll say that for sure. Uh, but all this to say, like a new Infamous, are you kidding me? Like, I legit love Infamous 1 and 2. Those, those games are freaking fantastic. And I, I'll even go so far to say that even um, Second Son was like not a great game per se, but it was still very much fun to play. And like kicking off the PS4 with like uh, the particle effects like that was fantastic. I'll even so go, go so far as to say that Second Son might be a better game than uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Some would say that. I would be some people. All this to say, well, I don't think, I'm not entirely sold that um, Sucker Punch would be the ones working on a new Infamous or Sly. I, I, I think 
it might be like a newer uh, PlayStation uh, either acquisition or partnership, um, kind of giving that license out to other other people. I think that'd be also super exciting. But the, obviously the big one here is that there's a rumored uh, event coming. Uh, even, even reading more into the tweets that apparently this one should be big. Like I, I was wrong. Right? <laughs> obviously, like at the last show, I said, like, oh, there's no way it's going to be a big one. They'll save it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Things are pointing that this is going to be a big one, but also that they're saving all, a lot of announcements for later in the year as well. So like, what do they have up their sleeve this year? I don't know. I can speculate all day, but yeah, cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, before you guys suggested we do Nintendo, I was actually going to make PlayStation the state of state of PlayStation this week because of this. But I think it does make sense to talk about it a little bit later when the actual thing uh, comes out. And I was thinking, like, God of War may come out this year, maybe not. But if it gets delayed, like, what is PlayStation's big holiday game? Like, Horizon's out. What else? What else do they? What other exclusives do they have announced right now? So I'm just excited to see what they do announce. Hopefully in March or later this year. What else they got? God of War is coming this year, bro. First of all, God of War is not coming. Your uh, fantasy draft. The second time has time has proven since the launch of PS4 that they don't need holiday games anymore. True. Like that is that is the tri- the the. In- what, am I, what am I trying to say here? The um. People just buy the console. That is the okay, third party right. space now. Yeah, right. See, it, for the past few years, it has yeah. been so. It's true. And Sony really, for Sony for many years, like even in the beginning of the PS4 generation, they didn't really have any huge um, fall titles. They didn't, I mean, like you said, Christian, and they haven't needed to. Like they've been the top console and uh, they've proven just stagger it throughout the year. It's just as good. Yeah. I mean, the big fall game that I can think of off the top of my head is is an Xbox title. It's it's Starfield. And that Mm. that should be an awesome game. Yeah. Well, we have done if it. That we comes. Have... Yes, true. If that doesn't get delayed as well. <laughs> All right. We said goodbye to the train. We've gotten rid of the street meet. It's time for the PXN news of the week. We've got three stories today. Uh, we've got Pokemon, we've got Steam Deck, and we got. What else do we got? What else, what else do we got? Uh, PlayStation. <laughs> and the, the PlayStation Game Pass competitor. Yes, I'm sorry. I didn't have Ooh. the doc open. I was just looking at the articles. <laughs> but there we go. So the first one we got today is Pokemon Presents Roundup. So on the 27th of February, Pokemon Day, Pokemon's 26th birthday, might I also add, they did a little Pokemon Presents, and they announced Gen 9 of Pokemon, as well as some other things. I'm just going to talk about the other things real quick before we get into Gen 9 talk. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus received an update. Uh, called the Daybreak Update, where players uh, will be able to investigate mysterious mass outbreaks of Pokemon that are popping out all over the history region. They'll also be able to battle with, quote, powerful opponents like legendary Pokemon and wardens. Uh, Pokemon Go also received an update that that adds uh, Pokemon from the Alola region, so Pokemon Sun and Moon Pokemon, and Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl trainers will be able to add Shaman to their party, which is a legendary Pokemon. And Pokemon Masters X celebrates 2.5 years with free gifts for other players or for their players. And yeah, that was kind of the bigger stuff. Pokemon Unite also got a new character. Cafe Mix got some bonuses and stuff like that. But the biggest news is obviously Gen 9. Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet is coming in the same year that Pokemon Legends Arceus comes out. And it is also open world like Pokemon Pokemon Legends Arceus. So that was obviously... A big deal for everybody who was watching and that was interested in that wasn't completely sure that gen 9 would be announced that day but it did 
people absolutely losing their minds over yeah. the starters. Yes. And I'm not a Pokemon guy, but the clear choice is that Weed Cat, am I right? Yes, you are right. And that's what I wanted to actually first ask you guys. Which starter would you pick if you were to play, pick up this game? And Christian is the Sprig- yeah. Sprigatio. Sprigatio, I believe Sprigatio. is his name. Sprigatio is, is his Italian. Name. Yes, it's, it, the, uh, the, the new region is uh, based off of Spain. So they've got some, some really cool... Uh, inspirations oh. there so yeah the weed cat i just love that i yeah. had no idea until I, you said that and i'm like yep that makes sense That's well there's the like the the apple fire starter and then there's the the donald, donald duck like it yeah or the oh no oh this is the yeah. second time they've based a pokemon off of donald <laughs> trump they had like the otter one from sun and moon and now they've got they got quaxley dang i i just thought donald i just thought donald duck but donald trump yeah no it does look like him too dang it Bro. oh well <laughs> you asked which was our favorites. Yes. Fuecoco? Fu- fu- I don't know how to say Cute. that. Oh, the fire apple thing. Yes. I like I like Fuecoco? Yes. Coco, I think. I feel like his evolution would be really cool. Like maybe like a dinosaur. Yes. Like, that would be cool. Ooh. I never even thought about the evolutions. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited yeah. to see what these guys turn into for sure. Um I'm afraid and a lot of people are afraid that it's a weird Pokemon thing. But the weed cat may start standing on its two legs again, which seems to happen a lot with characters that start on all fours. People don't like it. They want to stay. They want them to stay on all fours. I don't know why, but they do. So hopefully they do it this time around. Um, but I did also want to ask you, Christian, you said you're not a Pokemon guy. Um, Pokemon has been essentially the same meal with slightly different seasoning each time until Arceus, uh, which made it an open world game. Uh this new direction that Pokemon is taking, being open world, does it excite you? If not, is there anything that Pokemon could possibly do to get you interested in it? Or has the ship finally sailed on Pokemon for you? Do you think you will ever pick up another Pokemon game? And if you do, what will what will get you to? First of all, I do want to add that um, the Scarlet and Violet, I think that being an open world, but being more um, closer to like how we think of and what we know of Pokemon games is kind of a, actually pretty nice middle ground. Um, obviously, like the big kind of complaint uh, about Arceus was that obviously it like looked and probably felt unpolished, and that it was a great first step into open world, but like it just didn't have quite the same level of polish as like uh, the typical uh, um, kind of Pokemon games. Yeah. It was great to see them kind of take from what they learned from Arceus and apply it to like the proper, I guess I want to call it the proper. Um, yes. And just before we get off of that, I believe I totally agree with like what you're saying with not being polished and like the environmental stuff. And there's a couple of gameplay stuff too, but they did take some really great steps in like the Pokemon battle animations, which is something that right. they have been sleeping on for so long. So hopefully they continue with that in this one, where they are finally taking some better steps and making the environment look as beautiful as the in-game stuff. So that's good. But yeah. Uh, to answer your second question, is what what could, what could get me to play a Pokemon game? I don't know if anything could like. I've kind of grown past um, like the collectathon kind of gameplay. Like I, I do love looking at Pokemon, and I love when people get excited for it because like the Pokemon are cute. And I love you know talking about stuff like this because like this is at the end of the day like what I like about video games. But like if I'm gonna spend my time playing some kind of like RPG, like those kinds of stories I'm interested in just aren't Pokemon games. One question that I had for you, uh, Ro, um, is how do you feel about uh, Pokemon going back to like you know the two skew model? It's always got to be two skews, right? Some some people aren't super happy about it. How do you feel? Um, 
Yeah, I'm not too happy about it. I, I, I'm not surprised, though. I, I kind of expected that Generation 9 would uh, would still be the two things just because of it has always been in the trading and the two legendaries and stuff like that. I think Pokemon RCS definitely proved to us that they don't need to do it, but I think they want to do it because they will get more money that way from people who will purchase the hardcore fans that will purchase both. And yeah, so I'm, I'm disappointed, but I, I totally expected it. So what is, this is going to be a dumb question, but what like what actually is the difference between the two game, versions of the game? You, usually there's uh, not a lot of story differences, but there will be different Pokemon exclusive to different versions. So like Scarlet might have a, I don't know, a flaming pig that's on fire <laughs> and Violet might have like a, a water pig okay. and you would have to trade with someone who has the other game to get that Pokemon to complete the Pokedex, or you could buy both, play both and trade with yourself, <laughs> which some people do do. And the legendaries, of course, are exclusive to whichever one they, they're from. Yeah. I will say the trading aspect has always been like very cool to me like, yeah. on paper. Like that idea always just has rocked. Cause obviously when like, this is how I knew Pokemon, like as a kid, like obviously I couldn't afford two different SKUs. So, you know, you play with like on, on your game boy or whatever, or your DS and like, someone else has the other game you can trade that way like that was always awesome yeah, but, yeah. i agree well we'll have to wait and see how pokemon gen 9 shapes out i'm excited to see more from them later this year uh and happy 26 years pokemon keep doing what you do and maybe do it better because we would like to see some improvements as well but congratulations to pokemon congratulations. 26 years awesome uh the world the word, sorry, I misread my own writing here, or typing. The word on Steam Deck. So the reviews are in. I think I'm reading the most critical one here because there were some that were a little bit higher on it, but I wanted to get, you know, the worst, or not the worst, but the harshest review on it so we can talk about it a bit more critically, I guess. But I'm reading from The Verge. I'm reading their kind of synopsis here at the bottom. Uh, the good stuff. Powerful, high-quality hardware at an unheard of price. Infinitely com customizable controls make decades of games playable. Easily lets you balance performance and battery drain. Suspends and resumes games. Doubles as a full Linux PC. The bad stuff. Unfinished and buggy software. Noisy fan almost never stops whining. Uh, some of the most popular games still don't work, like Destiny 2. Uh, two hours or less of battery life at its highest fidelity. Um, so I've heard kind of similar things around the, the industry about it being, or like the interface being kind of buggy. And this, this particular guy had his like steam library, steam library disappear at one point, And he, all he had to do is really restart it and refresh it. And it all came back, but there would be multiple times that he, he talked about where he had to restart it and then everything worked again and he started and then now it's broken. Um, but as I talk, as we will talk about later, they seem to be pretty fast about fixing some of the issues that the Steam Deck has run yeah. into uh, so far, like uh, a famous Nintendo um, feature, quote-unquote feature, which is the Switch Drift. Uh, some people were reporting that the right and left sticks of the Switch Deck were kind of drifting. Uh, yes, Christian? Well, sorry, keep reading it. And then oh, I'll, then sorry, I'll... sorry. <laughs> and uh, they were drifting, and uh, they were quick to fix it. Really, uh, they sent out a little uh, update uh, patch, and they were able to fix the issue reportedly. I obviously don't have a switch deck, 
but people are 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 saying that they have fixed the problem uh, and the drift issues. So that was a, a speedy a speedy fix. I think feel like that was like a couple of days after the the reporting. So. With this with the software patch, they were able to fix the yeah that, drift. Okay, that yeah. is oh, that's, I didn't know that. That's surprising. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> the thing that I was going to bring up was like the big issue is like if any kind of issue happens with your controller, like. I guess not drift, but that was the example I was going to use. I guess uh, the other would be like button sticking or buttons just not working. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you're kind of screwed because like the one thing that the switch does have is remove it, remo- removable Joy-Cons. And you yeah. can't remove the Steam Deck controller. Obviously, you can pair something else. I think you can pair like another controller with it. I think so. Uh, other, but otherwise, you'd be out of luck, which. Of course, you can always send it in, but then you'd be out of a Steam Deck for a while. So that's like my biggest concern but I, I think for the other stuff that you were reading off i would probably say that's usually kind of part of the course for big console releases and i'd even go so far as say maybe even like you know portable devices that are like pretty much a pc on the go yeah. i'd probably expect small issues like this like the steam library disappearing and restarting it and it's showing up so hopefully like it just kind of smooths out as um these kind of weeks go by and everything gets kind of updated and stuff. I think the biggest issue from me uh, about this, and I have one of these pre-ordered with that $5 deposit or whatever, but I hadn't decided. that's right. Yeah, I hadn't decided if I actually wanted it yet, um, which it hasn't been my turn yet. Um, But like, it it seems like the biggest complaints I've seen from people uh, from my space that I've seen is uh, that they're complaining about the loud fan and the battery life, um, which Ro, Mm -hmm. you mentioned the battery life, which like having a worse battery than even like the original switch, like, I don't know how great that is for, you know, if you want to have it for an on the go, you know, type of experience, Um, you obviously want a good battery life. Uh, And also like, like you said, Rogue, Destiny 2 doesn't work with it, and um, that's due to them using a Proton, I think is the name of it, the, the base layer or whatever that Steam Deck is built on, and it has a lot of security concerns around it, and that's why you see companies like Bungie like saying, nah, we're w- very wary to allow that because like that can you know bring in other issues to their like security mm. infrastructure, so... Yeah, it's interesting, but uh, I think for me personally, this has kind of dissuaded me from wanting to get it um, personally. But um, it is it is seeming to uh, still be popular among many many people. Yeah, definitely. I I we brought up some some negatives, but there's people that are that are loving it um, and just enjoying playing it in bed, or just yeah. super happy to have some of these games uh, portable and not having to be on your PC all day. Uh, and I think that's that's a really great thing or a re- really awesome feature to have these games uh, portable. And I w- wanted to ask, and I think you both kind of already answered the question, but uh, if you will get a Steam Deck or would you, or if you ever will, or if you would wait for a revision of it, because Gabe uh, Newell does say that he does expect this to be a multi, uh, mm. I, I'm trying to think of a better word. I think he actually says it in the, in the article I have here, but multi- multiple issues of this switch deck will be coming like multiple versions of it will be developed and uh, obviously or hopefully they will be better than the first one that was released um probably fixing a lot of these issues so in in the best world the where it, everything works would could you see yourself owning a system like this for the same price perhaps or more probably 
uh, for, for yeah. me, for for me personally, no, because mm-hmm. I see um, kind of handheld gaming, uh, specifically one that plays games that I could already own on my PC or on the console, as kind of a luxury item. That uh, that's not something I need when I, you know, have. I don't have all the money in the world. If if, if money was an issue, I'd, I'd I probably would get one just because of right. how easy it is to do like other things on that on, on the Steam Deck. I, I think it's a cool system, or you know, taking it with me on a plane would be awesome. Um, however, like if Switch did anything, it's proved that mobile gaming is is not just like still a thing, but it's here to stay, and that people want more of it because it rocks. And like Rose said, like playing it. Not having to sit at my desk and be in bed or on the couch and playing games is is awesome. And if you're able to play high-end PC games, like that's legit and incredible. And like I think if they do more iterations, it's only going to get better and better. And that's going to be amazing to see play out. So and, yeah, maybe one day. I don't know. I don't know. And like like to your point, Christian, like the Switch has succeeded so well, and I feel like a, a good portion of that is due to its price. Like it's an affordable price point. Obviously, yeah. Nintendo gets shit for not being like the most powerful system or whatever, but they kind of have to compromise in, in certain situations like that in order to hit that price point. And like you said also, Christian, like the price point is a major factor as well for me as well for the Steam Deck because like it's not cheap. It's the cost of Mm. actually it's more than I think a current gen console. So it's yeah, it's definitely something you have to invest in and and say, like, am I going to use this like, you know, more than my console or my PC that I have already? So. All right. Moving in, Bro, to, you didn't uh, answer if you would get one. Oh, I, I wanted to. I think money is an issue for me uh, as well when it comes to this stuff. I, and it is more than uh, current-gen consoles, but it is a lot cheaper than a high-end PC that plays the similar games. So I think that's, yeah. that's something that obviously a lot of people look at, and it's, and it's portable. So if these, everything works, I could definitely see myself picking it up in a couple of years where... I'm a bit of, a little bit more financially stable um, because this is definitely something that I, I would love uh, to own. And I, and I love my Switch. So, heck yeah. I would, I would love something like this. But right now, probably not a good idea to be putting it, uh, putting it on my credit card, if you know what I mean. But yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Boy, do I. <laughs> Moving on to our next story. Classic games will be reportedly a major part of PlayStation's Game Pass Rival. So we're getting some more details on the upcoming Project Spartacus, which is apparently very close to launching, according to a games journalist that we all know, Jeff Grubb. Uh, speaking on his premium giant bomb show, Grub Snacks, um, Venture Beats Jeff Grubb claimed to have obtained new information on Sony's yet-to-be-announced subscription service. Quote, it's probably getting pretty close to this actually launching. Something probably going to, some, something's probably going to happen at the end of the month, possibly the March event. Uh, and I don't think that necessarily means publicly, or maybe not, never mind, scratch that. I think in terms of the internal milestone of where the service needs to be, end quote, Rob. He also says, according to the journalist Spartacus, uh, will be compromised of three tier uh, priced uh, uh, a th- three tiers priced at up to sixteen dollars a month. Quote, right now they are called essential, extra, and premium. Uh, the pricing again could be a placeholder, but the pricing is ten dollars a month for essential, thirteen dollars a month for extra, sixteen dollars a month for premium. 
And I think that he goes into detail of what you can get for a premium $16 a month. Do you get full games? Uh, he asks, not really, kind of. It's like EA Play. You get full game trials. I don't know if that's for every single game that comes out, but it seems like that. While PlayStation has offered trials in the past for certain uh, titles, Grub implies that all first PlayStation first-party titles could offer these trials, and, and they're part of the premium tier list. Uh, he also says that classic games are going to be part of the premium tier list, and apparently the lower tiers are going to essentially be what PlayStation Plus is now. Um, so not much different to what we already have, uh, which is interesting that you'd pay $10 a month when you could just play $50 a year, a year. for the same thing. Yeah. So we'll see how they kind of shake up the, the pricing model if they do. Um, I mean, do, oh, yeah. doesn't Game Pass also have a yearly subscription you can opt for so. the year? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm pretty I don't th- no, or do they not? I don't think so. You can buy six months, I think, but I don't think you can buy a year anymore. It's not the full year, right? Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Gotcha. That that I mean that's my hope is that you can still keep paying per year and not per month because Yeah. And that's what I yeah. worry about with that. Cause like uh if you guys remember like what was that, like a year or so ago, maybe a little more than a year ago, Microsoft tried to increase Xbox Live Gold to uh like a hundred dollars or maybe more than that, and people freaked out and they backtracked on it and went back to their original price. So like this is yeah. implying this is gonna do more than double PlayStation Plus price, and that's mm. if that's the case. Hundred and twenty dollars for you know, bare bones being yeah. And they labeled essential is uh, doesn't survive right by me, so I hope yeah. they're planning to address that. Otherwise, actually, no, I I won't I won't go simp mode. I want to go with my <laughs> negatives first because uh, I do think, as many have pointed out, the PS Plus Extra, the middle tier, the part yes. priced at thirteen dollars a month, um, probably shouldn't be a thing. Like it, it doesn't really inc- it gives you a game catalog um, like the PS Now, which is great, but like. I don't know why not price down the premium down by a dollar and 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 there you have it. Just get rid of that that middle skew that just really doesn't add that much. Mm. Uh, and also the the big uh, piece of contention here is also game trials uh, being included in the premium because why it, why are we paying for uh, trials like that? Yeah, trials should just be a free thing, you know, play for a uh, you know a limited time like two or three hours, and. There you go. Or I guess you can put it into essential. It doesn't necessarily have to be free. Free would be ideal, but essential would be like, I don't know. And like, Otherwise, classic games is what interests me the most. And like you're comparing like $16 a month for, for the premium version of this, you get game trials. You're comparing that to Game Pass Ultimate, which is $15, which is including Xbox Game Pass for PC, Game Pass for console, uh, and um, EA Play which includes all of those trials for EA games. Uh, and, like, it, it includes all of Microsoft's first-party games. That's what's, like, the biggest, like, disconnection. And I know Jim Ryan in the past has said that that's not really sustainable for Sony to put their first party in, like, a subscription service. But, like, when you're comparing Game Pass to this new service that Play, PlayStation's going to be offering, like, people are going to compare the two. Like, if you don't have something yeah. that's equivalent it's gonna not really look too great on the service but uh, and that's the thing right like what is their what is 
like what is their drive for this like do they want to be a game pass competitor i'm not convinced that they want to because if if they were they'd figure out a way for them to have new games and maybe they will eventually down the road be like and i guess this is what the game trials kind of gets at is you maybe you can try the new you know god of war ragnarok for if you have the premium before you ended up buying it which is nice but again like why are you having to pay for a trial of the game at all uh and so then like the question becomes like what what is Spartacus then like? I, I don't know what they're going to call it, but we'll, I'll keep calling it Spartacus for now. Like, what is this essentially good for? And the answer is just combining PS Now and PS Plus into one skew that makes sense because I don't know what numbers are like for PS Now at all. Mm-hmm. And, and to be fair, like I think if you did include awesome classic games like Metal Gear Solid series, if they can get that, you know, if you're including the Silent Hill games, Jack and Daxter, like I think people would be inclined to 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 play those is because they maybe missed it and they're and then they have never played them to begin with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Based on what you guys are saying, I, I had a question here is, do you think PlayStation will go the extra mile to compete with game pass? If that's what they're trying to do, which, which Dan alluded to is bringing those first party games and making them available uh, for those who are paying. And I think I agree with what you guys are saying. They're not going to do something like that. Uh, as, as Daniel said, they've already said that they don't want to do something like that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what this is. If Jeff Grubb is to be believed, it doesn't seem like it is a Game Pass competitor, or at least it's not on the same level as uh, Game Pass right now. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see what they actually do put in these different tiers, if it is really just classic games and game trials, and and that's it. I don't see a lot of people jumping on it, but the classic games is definitely, definitely something that I, I know, Christian, you're excited about. Um, but having it at a, an appropriate pr- price is even more important. Classic games is amazing, yeah. but I, I, I do want to like the the power of game trials like can't be understated because like think about games like Returnal that like people were talking about like oh this is like a critical darling it's just so good but it's hard right mm-hmm. and people didn't want to spend seventy dollars on a game that from a studio they had never played a game from right. or that like had no idea how easy it would be like game trials could be amazing. Um, I just wish it was on on all the other tiers and or free. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even back to the uh, Xbox 360 days, Microsoft required everyone to do game trials for Xbox Live uh, arcade games. So like, yeah, uh, trials, I feel like, have gone to the wayside lately. And uh, it really, like you're saying, Christian, shouldn't have to be paid for. Oh, that is it for the PXN news of the week. Going to do a really quick um, Fantasy Games Critic League. I am finally on the board with 10 points. Nice. <laughs> but right now, Dark Brew Games, Christian, and Halo Infinite is 3 for 3 Halo 3. Daniel are tied at tw- or 42 points. Uh, or, oh, wait a second. Oh, wait a second. I dropped a point, I think. You, dro- you, Dan dropped, dropped point. you Dan dropped a point. You have gone up by one. So right now, Christian is in the lead by literally one point. So, and Gage Until is... tomorrow. Until, Until tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and Gage right now is still sitting at zero because none of his games have come out yet, but I'm sure he will be on the board eventually. Um, yeah, I, your camera? My, uh, uh, Wish Queen. Wish Queen came out. Um, and it did really good. I wish I didn't do the Sifu counter pick. I wish I picked anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, maybe I don't wish I picked anything else because I guess... It's not I got yeah, 10 points isn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not horrible. But still, 
I could have had 20 points right now instead of instead of 10. But anyways, we will keep updating you guys on that. And at the end of the year, we will have our winner. But before we get to our topic of the show, which is State of Nintendo, what you got for me? Christian, what you got for me? Okay, first of all, I finished Horizon Forbidden West. Clocked uh, (laughs) clocked it at over 50 hours. Uh, Great game. Amazing game. Um, I have probably like three core complaints with it that stuck with me the whole way through. Um, And even still, I think those minor critiques are substantial. Like, Like, I think... I don't want to bring them up because Dan is still playing, so I just want to hold up. Like, this is a conversation for a different time, but regardless of those complaints... I still think it's an absolutely incredible game and a huge step forward for Horizon. Um, yes, bro? Uh, when you're done your Horizon talk, I just have a question about Horizon. And, and I'm very uh, excited to see, like, I really hope Gorilla can make improvements to, like, my concerns. But otherwise, yeah, again, phenomenal game. Surprised at how much I ended up falling in love with it, it like, way more than Zero Dawn. And I, I really enjoyed Zero Dawn. Okay, yes, bro? Do you think this is in game of the year conversation by the end of the year, or is it going to fall out of people's minds Dude. by then? And I know okay. yours is not going to be this. I know it will be your top spot. I just want to think like game industry collective. Is this going to be on look, people's mind? Look at Twitter, dude. Twitter yeah. alone, like Horizon came, dominated conversation for a week. And as soon as Elden Ring reviews come out, mm. that's all <laughs> everyone, anyone has talked about since. And I guarantee you, no one will, everyone will keep talking about Elden Ring probably for like the next two or three weeks into March. No one is really talking about Horizon anymore. So mm. like, it's going to be hard for like the layman gamer, like the, the non-critic to be thinking about Horizon as a game of the year contender. Honestly, depending on what game, depending on what the fall looks like, to be honest. Right. My legit answer is like, you know, with Jeff Keighley and stuff, I think Horizon has a decent shot at being, you know, I think I mentioned this last week, but I think it has a decent shot at getting a, a, a few like crucial key like nominations, uh, maybe not even game of the year per se, but like, you know, greatest in is whatever kind of category. Um, but I don't, if it does make game of the year nominee, I don't think it gets the win. Right. Yeah. Totally, totally. Oh, and duh, what have I been playing? Elden Ring. Right, yes. Um, it's To answer the concern that I had for Dan, uh, Elden Ring, again, as, as many people have said in their tweets, is indeed the most approachable game, uh, most approachable from software game, easily. It is also, I think, maybe one of the hardest. Uh, and because it is, it is learning a new Souls language in an open world format, like legit, um, I'm just over 20 hours uh, into Elden Ring, and I have just finished what I would call the introduction of the game. Like that introduction, <laughs> like the the first oh, the first area and like sub area of the game is so is that's all I've seen. And already I'm like game of the year. It is so incredible. I would akin it to like the. <laughs> it's like playing Breath of the Wild and thinking the Great Plateau is the game, and then realizing, oh my god, yeah. this game is like. 10% of the actual game. Mm. It, it's just that some somehow from software has nailed exploration um even better than like that kind of sense of discovery in Breath of the Wild. This is like you're getting that everywhere left and right. You're seeing insane things like how do they do this in 5 years? This open world is so it's not huge per se, but it it is rich and deep and it is like Things are everywhere. That sense mm-hmm. of discovery, and then like having that be interrupted by moments of linearity, where it turns into like essentially I'd call it like Dark Souls Four. 
is so much fun. Like I have a Google Doc on my drive uh, with all my notes that I've been keeping of the game, and it's well over like I think it's like at six or seven pages right now. I don't have it open. Wow. Right now, but it's like. <laughs> This game is insane. It's all I've been thinking about. It's all I've been talking about. And it's all I'll probably keep playing through March, which is a shame because I wanted to play games like Tunic and Gran Turismo uh, and Kirby. But I don't, I don't know if, I, if I'll finish it by then. But otherwise, it's, it's amazing. Truly really a special game. That's awesome. I'm glad you're liking it. I every everybody that's talking about it, I just it makes me want to want to play it. It just it looks. I've been watching Andy Cortez play it. Obviously, he loves Souls games, so obviously he liked it. Yeah. But just watching him like enjoy it so much it's like this this seems like so much fun and another stream that i watched miss five miss five thousand watch was playing it and like you christian she took out a notebook when a when a when a car, when a character would start speaking just to take notes and then the child was like why are you taking a notebook she's like i don't think you guys understand this this game doesn't have a quest log or anything like that i need to write this shit down or else i'm gonna forget about it and she like oh my gosh this guy has the medallion now now i have to go over here and give it to that guy and it's like this this is so cool it's so cool that's i love it that's where from software nails so much in all their games mm-hmm. is that like there's like uh, like some kind of like mystery or like aloof uh, je ne sais quoi like in everything from the tone of like the ambient music to like the lore behind this like destinations or like ruins to just like npcs talking to you everything just feels rich and lived in and it's like oh i want to know more about this and you'll get little bits and pieces from like later down from speaking to another dialogue like oh my god 10 hours ago i talked to this guy he mentioned something about this let me go check my notes like oh my god these things are connecting now i can go back and talk to them and and do other yeah it's it's incredible i love that that is awesome kings kings from software someday someday (laughs) i will play eldering i promise myself that i will play it i will at least try it um daniel yes what you got for us most definitely don't have elden ring for you <laughs> but <laughs> after your explanation christian i think i'm gonna just let people enjoy it and i'm just not gonna, not gonna go there i bought it for you would you play it no probably not because <laughs> oh, the God. frustration it's not the money factor it's the frustration factor like it would just destroy me i probably i just i just oh. I don't know. If you used your furl curled finger, you could uh, summon. Um, you would be able to see uh, multiplayer summons, and I'd be able to do bosses with you. you know? mm. Could I just let you do the boss for me? <laughs> I guess I could. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, I got probably four or five more hours in, maybe. Maybe I might be being a little bit too modest on that or too overambitious on that. But uh, I have traveled west now, Christian, as you asked me last week. Um, one, b- before I talk about the things that I really like, one complaint I do have, and I don't know if this is the same as w- one of your complaints or not, but I feel like the dialogue is just too much. Like sometimes I just go into a dialogue tree and I'm just like, I can't right now. And I just skip through the dialogue because I'm just like, this is too heavy. Christian. The dialogue in Horizon, although well-written for most of the time, and I, yeah. though I love all the characters meet because they're so unique, yeah. the dialogue is just extra. It means nothing. And it, even worse, there's no like options for Aloy to respond. It's just like, tell me more about this X, Y, and Z lore. It's like, no, let me respond as Aloy, not like give me more lore for the world 
although it's good it's just it is a lot dan you're yeah. so right that's one of my complaints christian I, and this is going to be no spoilers uh regarding this but like as soon as you leave the gate area and you talk to the one character on the other side of the gate and he goes into the story where he's like, I have a really long story. He literally says something to the effect of, I have this really long story for you. Do you want to hear it? And I literally, I, I said yes just to see how crazy it was. I'm like, no, I literally tapped that for 10 minutes. It felt like like oh, getting man. through that. Bro, to, to give you an idea, like every 10 lines, he'll stop and be like, it'll let you say like, do you want to continue going? Yeah, I did this I've, like five yeah. times and it was like, oh, this is still going. This is cool. But I kind of want to see like what's going on with the moment right now, because this yeah. is kind of a tense moment. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just talk to him later. And then I, I wasn't able to oh talk God. to him later. Yeah, no, he left. Oh, man. Yeah, I, there's obviously I haven't played zero zero uh, dawn yet, but usually those situations are like in the games that I played are like lore tabs or you find something in like a, a sanctuary. Do you want to read this, uh, this really cool lore thing? And you start reading and it asks you, do you want to keep reading? And you get the choice, but these are like characters in the world yes. interrupting your gameplay. It's not you seeking them out. They're just like there, that kind of, that's annoying. My, my advice, Dan, if you, you wanted yeah. some advice from me, sure. Pick and pick and choose. Like when a character interests you, not even just that, but like, look at which options there are, and like, if an aspect of that interests you, listen to it because it's more more than often than not actually pretty cool, like stuff that you're learning about, and some of it kind of feeds into like the overworld kind of lore of what the story is going on. Um, sure. So I'd suggest that. Uh, otherwise, yeah, you can, you can move on. It's okay. Yeah, it, it's yeah, agreed. Uh, but the things I've loved about the game, like the side quests, I feel like are really well made. Like. Uh, I did one, uh, again, I'm going to be light on spoilers, but like I did one where someone was in prison and the side quest that, ah. you know, spun out of that was just amazing. I loved that. It was so cool. Uh, and it added, a, I felt like it added a lot to like what's happening in the world. So um, side mm -hmm. quests are really good. Uh, all of the combat I've just enjoyed the heck out of. The only thing I find a little bit annoying is like having multiple different bows because like i want like my fire and my acid and my normal arrows all just on this one bow but like mm -hmm. they have certain you know characteristics but i love the different elemental types and like finding the weak points on the different robots uh and different elementals that you have to use uh to interact christian uh, to that point, I think you'll find that as you progress through the story, obviously you'll get better gear. Yeah. And I think that concern will go away pretty quickly now that you're actually in the West now. So okay. I think you'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and the other game I've been playing, of course, I played Destiny 2 Witch Queen some more. Uh, and I played it with none other than Roe. And we played for many hours on Friday, last Friday. And... My God, I there's no way I could have completed the the well we haven't completed it yet, but there's no way I could have gotten as far as I did in the legendary campaign without Roe because the second mission, well, insane. What? It was, was it fun. Nuts. <laughs> it, it, I enjoyed it. it. It got frustrating to 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 the end, but we overcame it, and that's what the fun part was. Yeah. But I I played the original campaign on classic, and playing with Dan, I. Complete, completely in the same boat. There's no way I could have beaten this by myself on Legendary. So I'm glad I went through on Classic first time around. Uh, but Dan, did you want to say anything else about Destiny? Yeah, the only other thing I want to say is like, 
like you said, it, it was very difficult and it got frustrating at times. But like it, I'm the type of player that I get it, as soon as something gets very difficult and like I'm repeatedly doing the same thing over and over and like it's not working and then trying something else and it's not still not working. I get very like exponentially frustrated. This I was not getting that frustrated. Like we were figuring out like different ways. We're like, OK, they're spawning here. We need to be here. Like everything we were doing was like making sense to us. Like we're we've done this wrong. We need to do this instead. Like that's what I really like about uh, the legendary campaign for which queen i think what bungie did with it is really really good and it strikes that perfect balance for me personally of like difficulty and like strategy so yeah yes. very very excited to continue that with with row sometimes yes Amazing. definitely yes i've been playing witch queen as well and just to piggyback off of what uh, dan was saying with the legendary stuff it is really cool to like play with somebody and just like communicate about the strategy like he was saying and like the last room that we were in for the second mission, mind you, just the second mission, we breezed through the first one and we're like, this is going to be easy. This is nothing. And then we got to the second mission in the final room. It was just like gold bar enemies. Yes, it was ridiculous how hard this was. The, the boss had a very cheap move that we did not like where he like slammed down this like lantern and then it had like a fire strip that would get us. And sometimes we'd like go around walls and get, it was crazy. But there was like a I, moment where we were we were like, um. Okay, he's he's coming here. Let's just walk around the perimeter. Uh, we we cl cleared all the ads. It's like Dan, do you have your super? And he's like, I don't have my super yet. It's like, should we do it? It's like, no. Let's let's wait. Let's 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 wait until you have your super. Let's walk around and just keep calm. <laughs> and we and even when he got his super and he fired off his super on this guy, there was still a moment where we were like, oh shit, we might still fuck this up because <laughs> I put down my Damn. I put down my bubble and the the boss went inside of my bubble, so we couldn't get him. And it was just like, oh my god, we, we messed this up, but eventually we, we, we got him, and it was just, finally, we did it, yeah. and I love it, I love that feeling, and yeah, I'm definitely excited to go through it with uh, Dan, do some more legendary campaign stuff, get you those extra loot? extra loot, yes, of course, yes. we would love it. Oh. <laughs> Christian, you just detailed, you, you just spent <laughs> 70 hours in Horizon and Elden Ring, come on. It was, oh, okay, combined. Can I read, um, well, never mind. Um, Can I read you a small paragraph from one of my... Okay, so in my Elden Ring notes, I have nine, by the way. I have uh, a list of all locations I've been to, things I need to complete, uh, a detailed list of key items, quests, bosses, characters, points of interest. And then at the bottom, I have a log uh, that I'm keeping every single day of stuff that I've, I've done and like kind of my reactions to it. Um, and on my, I want to read you a small paragraph from my first day. Um, yes. I'll redact the um, the locations of the names. Um, I this is on February twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. I entered the uh, area, and a giant emaciated troll dude jumped down from a cliff. <laughs> Archers surrounded me. I killed a few while that while the troll mauled the others trying to swipe at me. I sprinted up the hill and ran into a blockade. A soldier used his trumpet to call in reinforcements. <laughs> They emerged from the bushes surrounding me. Then the monster chased me up the hill and tried to swipe at me again. Uh, as I dodged out of the way, the, monsters the monster killed all of the soldiers. I continued to run up the hill, and as, as I approached the top, the monster yelled and hit me with a sonic wave attack, knocking me down. I was able to get up and kept walking and finally entered a new location. Blank. Ooh. I felt like... That I was, was like, I don't know, like 30 <laughs> minutes in? 40 minutes in? Jeez. Incredible. 
I, yeah, I'm excited to play that. I am excited to play that. And I'm sure somebody's experience in that exact same area was completely different to yours, I'm sure. So oh, that's absolutely. really cool. Yeah, that's cool. I could have I rode my horse through it, apparently. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and you were there walking. My goodness. Mm-hmm. All right. We are finally here to the topic of the show, State of Nintendo. So we're going to start off with a little rumor here, a little street meet that we deleted from street meet and put it here in the topic of the show. Uh, Switch Pro rumors have surfaced once again, or I think is the, the fifth time, maybe, maybe more, maybe less, but seems like that's a good number. <laughs> Switch Pro <laughs> yes. trends on social media after massive NVIDIA leak reignite, reignites speculation. Um, NVIDIA has reportedly been hit with a mother of all cyber attacks over the weekend, resulting in all sorts of leaks and some of of the findings have reignited speculation about the possible Nintendo Switch successor. It's got to the point where both Switch Pro and Switch 2 are currently trending on Switch platforms. The takeaway here is uh, is that NVIDIA may or may not be working on tech for a Switch follow-up, and even if it does lead to anything, uh, it's not exactly a surprise. Um, but yeah, this is another rumor has re- uh, emerged. Uh, NVIDIA leaks have quote nvn2 which seems to be the graphics api for the switch process or the switch pro um uh, based on ampri i'm not sure what that is where with ray tracing uh support and dlss 2.2 so the switch might get ray tracing support which is which is crazy Amp- crazy uh, right? yeah <laughs> that's nuts ampere um, is like there is nvidia's like next gen uh graphics technology okay Gotcha, gotcha. I'll be able to see Mario's nipples in the water. And <laughs> yes, finally. All that we ask for it as Nintendo fans. Uh, but with this rumor servicing again, talking about the Switch Pro, Switch 2, do you think after the Switch OLED just like came out in October, do you think we'll yeah. ever get a Switch Pro? Or is this, or will we, or the next time we'll see a Nintendo system will be when the Switch successor is ready to be unveiled. We're, we're five years into the Switch right now. I think the longest, I was looking this up today, like, what is the longest video game generation? And Famicom has, everybody beat appearance, it's 11 years. Yeah, or the ten or, three, yeah. right? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, I was, and I, was, I was honestly surprised by that. So I guess it, it is not crazy to think that the Switch can go on a little bit longer. But in recent years, it's been like eight or seven, I guess, for a generation to last. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Switch could have potentially three to four more years left in it. Um, but yeah, I wanted to ask you, uh, Daniel, do you think that these Switch rumors are to be believed? Are we going to see a Switch Pro before we see whatever Switch 2 is or whatever Nintendo unveils? What do you think about these rumors? Yeah, uh, like one of the comments from the or one of the quotes from the article uh, even said even more evidence that it's a delayed Switch Pro and not a next gen platform, especially since the president said the Switch is in the middle of its life. So if if that's true and like yeah. they believe the Switch is in the middle of its life, I think this is definitely a Switch Pro and not like a, a successor to the Switch because uh, obviously that would still be many years away if we're only halfway through, five years yeah. in, and it's halfway there. Oh, that's a that's a <laughs> long way to go for developers to still su- support the Switch five years from now. So I don't I don't know. I guess that could change, um, but right now I guess I'm leaning towards it being a Pro model. Yeah. Christian, where do you fall on this? So, for the longest time, I was a big uh, kind of dude. I was a big uh, like proponent of the argument that, like, no, 
Nintendo does not make iterative hardware. Like, they never have. Maybe they would. I don't see it happening anytime soon. This was like two two years ago when Switch Pro rumors were starting. Now it seems more likely, but however, I do have to credit um, um, Elijah. I was just on a podcast with him um, on Emmett Watkins Jr.'s VGU TV. We're talking about Horizon. And Elijah said that, um, like, look at the look at the 3DS. Uh, like, that is essentially iterative hardware. Like, they Nintendo released so many DSs with minor improvements. Uh, and, and what did they do? They sold incredibly well, every, like, almost every single time. Uh, <laughs> with, yeah. It is not outside the realm of possibility for them to do this with Switch because the Switch is essentially kind of a hybrid between, like, being a, a handheld console and a, a regular, like actual like plugged in console right so like i now more than ever i think a switch pro sounds pretty pretty great i mean we know the switch oled sold pretty well and that had like very minor minor key differences right and that right. that was doing really well so yeah absolutely why not why not yeah and not? as as dan said uh, we are in the middle of the life cycle apparently so it would be a really long time until we see that switch too so you're making a, some good points there um, but yeah, if, if this is really in the middle of, if we really are in the middle of the Switch's life cycle, I think a Switch Pro would make a lot of sense. Uh, I didn't believe it would happen either, Christian. I, I, am still kind of shocked that this is even, uh, a topic that we're talking about, uh, but it would be awesome that, that if, if they did actually do something like this, um, because being in the middle, they have obviously have a lot of games that they still want to make for the console and they're. Again, we talk about it all the time. Nintendo really isn't competing with anybody, but it'll be crazy that these developers are still working on 2017. When did this game, uh, system come out? I, yeah. I think 2017, 2017 uh, hardware when everybody else is working with 2020 stuff on PlayStation, Xbox, or just more advanced stuff. So it'd be cool if they were able to upgrade what they're working with over there to make prettier looking games. Not to say that Nintendo games aren't pretty, but... Yeah, just give the developers a little bit more to work with, I think would be awesome in a Switch Pro model. So fingers crossed that this is coming. And and I, and I think they'll do it, but like the, like the key difference is like, I just don't know when. Right. And that's the thing with yeah. Nintendo. Like we just never really know when. I mean, Pokemon, the newest Pokemon Scarlet and Violet was like, that news dropped on a Sunday morning, crying out loud. <laughs> Timing isn't a thing with Nintendo. They just do it when it feels like it's ready and like, it's always okay. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they just like put out a tweet. I I don't remember what game they did this for, but I remember they just announced a game with a tweet, and it was a fairly big one. It wasn't like a Mario or anything, but it was like, okay, this is an interesting way to announce that you're making this. Yeah. But yeah, Nintendo just marches the beat to their own drum. Um, I had a little section here with uh, exclusives that have released. I'm not sure if there are any that I'm missing, but I think we're at the beginning of the year right now. I think Pokemon Arceus is the only Nintendo exclusive that has released thus far. At least big, big first-party titles. But still to come is obviously Pokemon uh, Generation 9, Splatoon, uh, Mario Strikers got announced, Switch Sports, Kirby, Bayo 3, Advance Wars. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys, is we talked about God of War. <laughs> is Breath of the Wild 2 coming out this year? Um, or will it be delayed next year? I know Dan hopes that it comes out this year, but do you truly believe... That Breath of the Wild 2 is coming this year, 2022. We haven't heard anything about it. And the last time we heard about it was them saying, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about it again sometime later this year. Yeah. yeah. Obvi- obviously, I want it to come this year because of my fantasy team. But also, I, 
I still think it's going to be a fall title. Like it, that game came out five years ago, the first one in uh, in March, I believe, like this month. Uh, so yeah. like it'll yep. be well over five years, almost six years this fall. So I feel like that's plenty of time. And I, I feel like, you know, their June event, you know, around E3 or whenever that is, um, or their big showcase where they show a bunch of stuff. I feel like that's still going to be the, the moment that they're going to show Breath of the Wild and two and be like, here we go. This is the successor and here's all some cool things. And then, you know, release date's going to be, you know, four, four months or so after that, or, you know, somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, I, I still have hope, but, but that's the thing with Nintendo, like timeline is arbitrary. It doesn't yeah. matter that it released almost six years ago. Like it'll it'll be ready to go when like they feel like it's like, all right, this is ready to go. Otherwise, True. they'll delay it no no problem. Hmm. But I'm with you. I, I mean I do hope it releases this year. Actually, no, I don't because I want Elder Ring to be my game of the year. <laughs> so. And I don't want you to win Fantasy League, but otherwise <laughs> let let's take out Breath of the Wild, the sequel to Breath of the Wild out of the equation for a minute and look at the lineup for uh, Nintendo this year. This is arguably Nintendo's best year. The The key yeah. difference here is that obviously like 2017 is probably like, I would I'd say like right now it's standing the best year. And that's because you have the, the big temple titles like Mario Odyssey Mario. releasing that year yeah. and Zelda. Yeah. But also I'll throw in even Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in there as well, because sure. like having that be on. It's another awesome. thing I forgot to add here, which is the, the tracks that are coming out. Mm-hmm. I think they start this this month or next. Yes. Month? Yeah. Oh, sorry. This month. Oh, is it this month? Are we I think March? the first, March? the first one, right? I'm not sure. I'll, I'll check that out while you're while while you're okay. talking there. Yeah, but this is this is going to be like, I don't even think Nintendo needs Zelda to, for this to be its best year yet. With Strikers coming, uh, two huge Pokemon games and freaking Switch Sports. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? What an incredible year for Nintendo. Yeah, it's. It is definitely already uh, a big year for Nintendo. If if they add, if they're able to add Zelda to that lineup, that is absolutely huge. Um, but yeah, it's it's looking like it's a good year. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, the the first uh, booster pack, does come out this month on March 18th. We're getting the Golden Ooh. Dash Cup and the Lucky Cat Cup. So that's potentially eight courses this month, which is great. Heck, Here's yes. my big Nintendo prediction. Yes, sir. You guys ready for it? Yes. Um, it has. It first has to. St- I have to start with this. Breath of the Wild gets delayed. We're very sad, but we accept <laughs> it. To make room for the rumored 3D Donkey Kong game, that oh. is now the new fall title. Nice. Okay. Nice. Looking at. I wonder if I, I hope- can win that game and <laughs> you have no money to, to freaking draft games anymore man oh i got more money than you think christian in there i still got I know money. you run the ac your house no not that kind <laughs> not real money come on oh my goodness um but i we're talking about fantastic games that nintendo could possibly announce or possibly delay but is there anything that you would like to see nintendo approve upon i know we oh. talk a lot about you know nintendo kind of kind of slow on a couple of fronts uh maybe there's nothing that you that comes to mind right away i kind of sprung this on you guys but is yes. there anything that comes to mind that you think nintendo can everything on if everything okay yeah yeah no first of all I, I do want to say that they have made huge strides with their like multiplayer stability like uh, mm-hmm. i think mario golf um online is like a big example of that and mario Par- mario party specifically if if your connection drops for any reason you're able to squ- uh, join back up 
uh, and it loads like the most recent like turn you're on that is incredible um, and it has been s- pretty steady for the most part for like a lot of games even when they're like my friends are playing over like pretty mid wi-fi it's been pretty great so um no major complaints there my biggest kind of complaints are like not that i'm playing multiplayer games pretty often on switch but it'd be nice to have a dedicated kind of voice com everyone wants like kind of some kind of you know i don't want to use my phone to right yeah (laughs) that's that's weird especially if people are playing splatoon um i i do want to see the move away from friend codes but if that doesn't happen like whatever that's not that huge but the biggest thing for me was like with the new uh what is it what is it that Ro brought in earlier? The, um, the mission and rewards. Yeah. Um. It's a little. It, it maybe I maybe I missed the explanation. You just have to play the games to earn them, right? You don't have to like buy anything to get those platinum coins. So um, customize your avatar. You don't have to, but you do get platinum coins for buying games as well. Um, yeah. Okay. On the website, I think. Um. But yeah, if you own a game and you play it for on a day, you get you get some points. Not a lot, but you get get some points. Okay, then never mind. I, I retract that statement because I I thought you would have to like buy games to earn those coins to then customize your avatar. I would like to see more options for like for free. But if right. you can just play games, you know, daily if you're already playing, then I think that's, that's yeah. a big one. So those are yeah, my they have ones. they have some really weird ones too, like back up your save data and you can get coins. So there's definitely some <laughs> some free free ways to to get these coins. I'm not sure if you're getting a lot, but there's definitely some some easy mm-hmm. ways to to get some. Uh, Dan, do you have do you have any? I want to see more robust online features from Nintendo this year. Like, you know, get rid of the friend code. Get it. Get out (laughs) of here. Uh, Let you you, like make voice chat a, 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 you know, a thing. And obviously there's good and bad with that. But like, it's so difficult to do that right now. It's just very frustrating, like to play anything multiplayer on the switch right now uh, in terms of like communication with people. So I would love to see them, you know, evolve that a little bit more. Um, obviously, that comes with other issues as well. Like, you know, you have uh, obviously people out there that are going to be spreading, you know, hatred and everything. But like you got to mm. employ tools to to help combat that as well. So um, that shouldn't be an excuse. It should be more so uh, them looking at it saying, like, how do we make this better and and give people mod tools or not mod tools um tools to you know control who they're hearing and and yeah. what they're hearing so yeah the i mean the middle ground would be like if they do kind of implement a party chat system would it be just you can only do it with with friends yeah right you sure. don't have to necessarily do it with like just everyone on a server or whatever yeah yeah and there's and, already privacy things you can do on playstation and xbox to do that very thing so that would be yeah be great to to have on nintendo definitely and i i think the reason that nintendo is so wary about doing that is because of their like audience or their perceived audiences being and it is it is a lot of kids um mm-hmm. playing these consoles um but they they're also really heavy with the parental controls and implementing that kind of stuff so just use them like have have voice chat and if you don't want your kid to to be uh vulnerable to possible toxicity yeah. and and voice chat just turn it off so i hope i hope will be they'll be able to i think fortnite is the only or one of the only uh few games that have voice chat on the nintendo switch Uh, so i'd like to see it on more first predict stuff like splatoon um but christian i think you thought i was going to ask this question next so i'm excited to hear your answer what do you think or what would you want to see from nintendo any big 
dream <laughs> games that they could possibly announce <laughs> that you would like to see or small things it doesn't have to be something big but just something you would like to see from nintendo this year uh to close it out i mean to be honest like the the big stuff that i wanted already happened at the <laughs> ass direct with, with yeah freaking switch sports and strikers like those are the games that i really wanted uh, um i would like to see like um more games like um their classic library come to um virtual console like, I, I do eventually want to see like gamecube games make their way over i think that'd be freaking fantastic um i do want to also see them hopefully uh okay now i'm now i'm thinking and i've just thought of more. Yeah. <laughs> um the the big one is obviously i'm gonna not mention metro point four although i just mentioned it by name but the thing that i would like to see them do is the longer um prime trilogy i would love to see that uh like at least announce it you know what i mean like even if it is ready to go like i would love to see that happen uh, for them to see Zelda get like a, a great anniversary treatment like they did with Mario, even though that wasn't like amazing, but it, it was still something. They didn't really do anything for Zelda. Would like to see like Twilight Princess make its way, or even just if they can port Wind Waker HD over to yes. Switch. I think that'd be awesome as well. <laughs> um, and the last thing I'll mention is that not necessarily a Nintendo game per se, but I think a lot of people associate this game with a Nintendo uh, like Direct. Um, Silk Song please yes it's for christian's sake announce that thing and release it on the day you announce it for all our sakes <laughs> uh dan is there anything that comes to mind for you i, th- I think i want to see some more like games that make use of like the rumble the hd rumble because like they there was cool stuff at launch that they did like one two switch one two switch yeah, right, yeah. And, like they kind of just they stopped <laughs> they're just like yeah we'll that's cool it's the rumble's cool but we don't know what else to do with it it's like come on we want to see more cool stuff like that that would be awesome um that is so so and it happens to literally every console like it's it's not just nintendo but like i I, maybe christian has a rebuttal to this but like playstation and their like touchpad like what happened with that they use it for like (laughs) menu stuff now it's a map button (laughs) it's a map button now like and the and the Vita and the touchpad, I'm kind of glad that they that they kind of got rid of it. The rear touchpad was kind of weird, but they just stopped stopped using it. Like, <laughs> and the 3D feature on the 3DS, they used it for like early games, and then later later got stuff just didn't even have 3D sometimes. And it's like, why why not? The touchpad is is a fair uh, fair example because okay. no one ever really learned how to use it <laughs> effectively. I though I do kind of like it now when they can split it up or do like some small gestures. I think that right. works like sometimes sometimes, yeah yeah. it's it's the exception and not the rule right uh however i will go far as to say that the haptic sorry not haptic feedbacks the adaptive triggers have gone a long way for Mm -hmm. me like that has been incredible to see all the different developers with triple a sony games um be utilized in, in such like very different ways and then even just like yeah the haptic feedback too like having vibrations sound almost like sounds uh when i'm playing a game uh, dip, like a ratchet and clink gun like firing off will sound like that vibration will sound differently than a different gun or just raindrops vibrating sounding like actual droplets i think is really cool so far I've, uh, the dual sense itself has been awesome uh hopefully hopefully continues throughout the rest of the console but sorry this is a nintendo thing no but to bring it back to that like the like what dan was saying with the one two switch stuff i say what you will about the game but the 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 there's a couple of mini games that that had like 
where you could, had to listen for the balls inside of the controller and you could it, it felt like the balls were in there and that was really cool and it'd be awesome mm-hmm. to see like games like breath of the wild adopt that for whatever i don't know what how but like maybe environmental stuff you would feel it on the controllers or just have some more feedback on that kind of stuff that would be puzzles yeah for sure yeah that's perfect actually um but yeah for stuff that i i wanted nintendo to improve upon but i i forgot to mention this but also stuff that i want to see is for them to kind of preserve their digital library a bit better we talked about 3ds and the wii u virtual console and that stuff kind of disappearing i love them to bring a lot of those games over to nintendo switch if possible which it is they just aren't doing it by the way (laughs) but i would love them to do that uh minish cap kirby uh, and the Amazing Mirror. There's some fantastic games that are just going to be gone if you haven't purchased them on those systems now. And if you want to pr- buy them, obviously you can emulate it. But if you want to buy play them the the, uh, the Nintendo way, you would have to get a really expensive Game Boy and a really expensive cartridge, and that's just ridiculous. So if Nintendo wants us to play it the right way, they need to support some the right way to do it, <laughs> give it, make it accessible. Um, but my dream. Always Kirby Air Raid remake. It's not happening. We already have a big Kirby game coming, but I will always dream for Kirby Air Ride remake or City Trial something, anything. Hey, we had two big Pokemon games this year. Why can't there be two big Kirby games? That's true. That's true. Bring back Air Ride. Yes, absolutely. And I believe that is it. Is there anything else you guys wanted to add to the Nintendo story today? No, No, not for Nintendo. All right. Well, there we go. There you have it. I, I got a I got a little message from Gage. I'm sure you guys saw it yes. <laughs> in the PXN news chat. It seems I, like he, he just woke up, apparently. <laughs> Glenn, I was about to bring this up as well, but not yeah. for the reasons that you, you were saying. He's saying Star Fox, which I agree. I would love to see another Star Fox. But weirdly, I was into that RPG Star Fox Adventures where he crashed on yes. the planet and walk around. Like, that game yes. is probably a bad game, but I kind of like it. Like, I want to see more Nintendo games do something different like that. That'd be incredible. Dinosaurs. Also, a new F Zero. I don't know. You know. I've heard if some not rumors. Kirby, if not Kirby Air Ride, then a new F Zero be okay. That'd be great. Well, thank you everyone again for joining us live on. Oh, Christian, sorry. Did you I never did my apology. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yes. So, <laughs> if you want to hear it? You'll have to tune in next week. Oh. To hear me apologize. All right then. Everybody, tune in next week to hear what Christian has to apologize for. What did he do? Only time will tell. (laughs) Thank you again to everyone for joining us live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, as well as podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, listeners. I'm Rashan, and later will be greater. Much love. And rise, ye tarnished.